Welcome to ReachMD, this medical industry feature titled Aiming for Remission in Asthma, an Expert Consensus Framework, is sponsored by Amgen and AstraZeneca. This program is intended for physicians. Your host is Dr. Charles Turk. Asthma is one of the most common chronic respiratory diseases, affecting approximately 300 million people worldwide. In other chronic inflammatory diseases, innovative treatments are used to target disease modification or remission, yet for asthma, management of symptoms has remained the primary treatment goal. Today we'll discuss the question, is now the time to shift the asthma management paradigm to prioritize remission as our goal? This is ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Charles Turk. Here with me today is Professor Andrew Menzies-Gao, who is Director of the Lung Division and Deputy Medical Director at the Royal Brompton and Harefield Hospitals, London in the UK. He's a professor of practice for respiratory medicine at Imperial College London in the UK, and clinically, he's also a consultant in respiratory medicine specializing in severe asthma. Professor Menzies-Gao is the lead author on the article we'll be discussing today titled An Expert Consensus Framework for Asthma Remission as a Treatment Goal, which was published in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology in 2020. Andy, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Charles. It's my pleasure to be here. So, Andy, to start us off, can you tell us why remission in asthma is such an important topic? Well, as you mentioned in the introduction, around 300 million people worldwide have asthma. And of those, about one in 10 have severe asthma. And despite recent advances, an unmet need persists for a majority of those patients. Until now, when managing patients with asthma, the aim was always to achieve disease control. However, as you alluded to earlier, other chronic inflammatory diseases have seen a transformation in the available treatment options in recent years. And this has led to changes in management goals. For example, in rheumatoid arthritis, treatment has shifted from glucocorticoids to disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, and further on to targeted biologic therapies, which allow disease progression to be slowed or halted altogether. Alongside advances in therapy, the treatment paradigms in these diseases have also shifted. So clinicians now try to focus on treat-to-target, with goals of sustained reductions in disease severity and disease remission. Currently, there are several novel immunomodulatory therapies for asthma, either already in use or in development. So now is a sensible time to consider whether remission is an achievable target for asthma. Thanks, Andy. And what can you tell us about the current state of remission in asthma? Before I answer that, I want to start by defining disease remission, which is a state or period with low to no disease activity. This could be spontaneous or as a result of therapy, but notably, it is not the same as a cure. Prior to our article, the primary descriptions of remission in asthma were those of spontaneous remission, which typically occurs during the transition from childhood to adulthood. And even for those cases, there is a large variability in measured incidence across studies due to differences in population, methods, or definition criteria. Now, the criteria for symptom control are very clear for patients with asthma, but these are short-term assessments, just covering the last four weeks. There haven't been clear guidelines on symptom reduction over longer periods or on minimization of future risk. Although it's clinically useful to consider asthma control, it's also important to remember that this only describes the current state of a patient. Disease remission would be a much more stringent goal and reflect longer-term reduction in disease activity. We hope that by providing a consensus definition for on-treatment asthma remission, this may become a future treatment goal and additionally provide a useful target for novel treatment regimens. That was a great introduction to remission and asthma. Now, you've mentioned the need for a consensus definition for asthma remission, but what key considerations were kept in mind when developing a remission framework? 
Well, first of all, it's really important that assessment of asthma uses both objective and subjective measures. This allows us to view all aspects of the disease. For example, symptom control, exacerbation frequency, pulmonary function, and in some cases, biomarkers of inflammation. Additionally, we wanted to take into account the current symptom burden, recent exacerbation history, and the likelihood of a future exacerbation. Asthma can be very variable, so a sufficient time frame for assessment should be used to account for this. The definition also needs to be useful, adding value beyond the existing treatment goal of asthma control. It also needs to be measurable in routine clinical practice, and of course, it needs to be meaningful for patients. And finally, the definition needs to be sufficiently general to apply across the spectrum of asthma severity and also to take into account any background medication. The work described in the 2020 Remission Framework paper used existing medical literature and expert consensus to create a generalised framework for clinical and complete remission in asthma, both on and off treatment. For those just tuning in, you're listening to ReachMD. I'm Dr. Charles Turk, and today I'm speaking with Professor Andrew Menzies-Gao about the goal of remission in asthma. I'd now like to dive into a little more detail about the development of the framework and the recommendations to come out of it. Andy, could you give us an overview of the approach used to establish expert consensus on the core components of asthma remission as a goal? So briefly, the study used a modified Delphi survey of a small group of U.S. and European experts in the primary and specialty care of asthma, modeled after the approaches taken to develop remission frameworks for other chronic inflammatory diseases. That's great. So what was the first step? Phase one of the study identified other chronic inflammatory diseases that already have established definitions of remission as a target. There were six in total, of which four, rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and systemic lupus erythematosus, had definitions that had been endorsed by either regulatory authorities or internationally recognized professional societies. 88% of respondents to the survey agreed to include these four as reference diseases. And how did you apply the remission definitions for these four diseases to your remission framework for asthma? In the second phase, the key components of remission definitions for the reference diseases were identified. These were considered alongside definitions used in recent studies of spontaneous asthma remission. We began by highlighting common features between the four definitions of remission in the other chronic inflammatory diseases. We found that systematic evaluation of disease signs and symptoms, in combination with routine laboratory assessments, formed the basis of the definition for all diseases. Ongoing treatment was permitted in all cases, although in three of the four diseases, the allowed ongoing treatment excluded the use of systemic corticosteroids due to their long-term toxicity. In terms of time frame, Three of the reference diseases only required a current assessment of disease state. Systemic lupus erythematosus required remission to be durable, though this was not defined specifically. Interestingly, when the survey was conducted, a majority of experts thought that it was important to include a duration in the definition of remission in asthma, even though this was not included in most of the reference diseases. Moving on to the existing definitions of clinical remission in asthma, these were based on patient-reported symptoms and medication use. Complete remission was also defined as current normal lung function and or negative airway hyperresponsiveness. Now, what were the final steps in forming the remission framework? So based on the conclusions from the literature review and a range of statements for which consensus was reached, the general framework was developed. In phase three, the framework was tested alongside additional clarifying statements based on the findings from phase two. The consensus that was reached at this stage formed the framework, which provides definitions for both clinical and complete remission in asthma. Thank you for 
talking us through that process. And with all that in mind, can you tell us about the consensus framework that the group developed, including how clinical and complete remission in asthma were defined? Yeah, of course. The definition of clinical remission had four key requirements, which were firstly, an absence of significant symptoms by validated instrument. Secondly, optimization or stabilization of lung function. Thirdly, agreement between the patient and the provider about remission status. And finally, no use of systemic corticosteroids for exacerbation treatment or long-term disease control. These outcomes were to be present for a time frame of 12 months or longer. If all these criteria for clinical remission were satisfied, alongside additional objective resolution of asthma-related inflammation, then we would have complete remission. The framework also noted that in some research settings, it would be valuable to evaluate patients for resolution of airways hyperresponsiveness as well. Remission off treatment would have the same criteria maintained with no asthma treatment for 12 months or longer. That's really clear. Thank you. Now, Andy, based on these definitions, how realistic do you think achieving remission is for patients with asthma? It was clear from the study findings that while complete remission is the ideal outcome, this may be not achievable for many patients. And it may also be challenging to measure in many settings. Additionally, off-treatment remission is relatively rare and may not be realistic as a treatment goal. However, on-treatment clinical remission can be a practical and useful goal. And recent analysis subsequent to our publication have shown that it is achievable for some patients. It's a really interesting point. Now, since the Remission Framework article was published in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology in 2020, it's been cited 48 times. How do you see its contribution to remission in asthma? I mean, for me, this framework really is just a first step in the process of making asthma remission a clinical treatment target. The remission definitions in this paper need to be further refined through future research and clinical study, and also with inputs from patients, experts, regulatory bodies, and professional societies. So to bring all this together, how do you think this emerging framework will impact the future for remission in asthma? One big ambition is that, as with other diseases, by developing asthma remission as a goal, we enable a paradigm shift in disease management. By setting this target, new therapies coming through the pipeline will need to be more ambitious in the scope of what they offer to patients. It's also important to remember that remission isn't the final endpoint. Instead, we should view it as a step on the road to finding a cure for asthma. That's certainly a big ambition. That's true. But given that there are current and novel therapies that have the potential to be disease-modifying or alter asthma progression, it may not be unrealistic. There may be opportunities for early interventions that might halt the onset of asthma. To help facilitate this, I would hope that in future, asthma guidelines could include a definition of remission. It's been great to see that since the publication of the 2020 Remission Framework article, several editorials have been written in favour of this and have also supported the importance of considering on-treatment asthma remission as a goal. Before we close, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? Yes, thanks, Charles. I would just like to reiterate the point that in a similar way to what has been achieved in rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, and other chronic inflammatory diseases, if we start to target asthma remission as a goal, this may help us advance our treatment approaches and provide better outcomes for patients. What a fantastic point to end on. It was great to talk to you today, Andy, and to get your insights into the development of this expert consensus framework for remission and asthma. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Charles. I really enjoyed our discussions. This program was sponsored by Amgen and AstraZeneca. If you missed any part of this discussion, visit ReachMD.com 
industry feature. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.